This episode of the Gondrepreneur Podcast is made possible by Arroya, a comprehensive cannabis production platform for commercial growers. If you are a commercial cannabis grower, you can use Arroya to level up your production workflow. Featuring a combination of precision instruments and powerful software that help you intelligently cultivate, dry, and process cannabis, the Arroya Cannabis Production Platform is your ticket to greater yields and consistent quality. Request a quote today online at arroya.io. That's A-R-O-Y-A dot I-O. Hi, I'm Kara Woodstock, culture editor at Gondrepreneur and host of our YouTube show, Fresh Cut. The best way to understand cannabis business is to speak directly to those who work within it. And Fresh Cut was created to shine recognition on the people who fill these roles. In this interview series, we focus on those with their hands in the dirt, both literally and figuratively, from cultivators to bud tenders, educators to advocates, activists to lobbyists. We aim to illuminate the workers who keep this industry thriving. Enjoy one-on-one conversations with me and guests by watching along on the Ganjapreneur YouTube channel and follow our social channels to keep up with the latest episodes. Have a great day. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and thank you for listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of Gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by John O'Connor and Amy Serencioni O'Connor, founders of Humboldt Social, a California hospitality and wellness brand that is incorporating cannabis into its current business model. John has been a founding COO and board member of Dosist, a globally recognized cannabis wellness company, and is a member of the founding team of cannabis wellness brand Papa and Barkley. How are you doing this afternoon, John and Amy? We're doing great. Doing great. Thank you. So uh, before we get sort of in the details of this really, really, really cool uh, project you guys have going on, uh, tell me about yourselves and and tell me about Humboldt Social. Um, Let's see. I am a licensed clinical social worker who came into this industry, I think, accidentally. Um, I think uh, as John and I got together and started kind of planning out our future, realizing that the the path of Airbnb and um, you know investing in properties that could also be revenue streams for us would give us so much flexibility in terms of our life right it would give us opportunities to travel and um, to just see the world in a in a really different way and maybe not be locked into a nine to five job for the rest of our lives Who so wants that? exactly <laughs> um, and so that was really the sort of accident you know I think we were just thinking we were just dip our toes into hospitality by having you know renting out a, a spot that we owned and you know living out of backpacks for a while and then we've just sort of grown and grown and grown and for us I think integrating cannabis came in just seeing a real lack of integration and recognition of cannabis, not just the plant, but also the community um, within the hospitality industry. You know, we just so much of, especially in an area like Humboldt, where cannabis and tourism are really the twin drivers of the economic engine up here. 
for us, it just felt really um, natural and kind of obvious to join them together. And so, you know, I don't, unlike John, I don't have any formal business background, but um, like I said, it's kind of obvious, I think, some of the things that need to get done. And so um, just been learning along the way. And how about you, John? Tell me about how, how you came, came into all of this. Yeah, well, look, I've, um, I've been in Humboldt County for about 21 years now. I came here after college. And the interesting thing is I'm, I'm, I'm still not local, you know, after, after, after being here for over half my life. Um, but, you know, I've, I've very much appreciated the culture and the people. Um, you know, I started out doing tourism. So I ran zip lines. I was a river guide, um, all sort of surrounded Redwoods and in, in Humboldt. And um, after we sort of continued to build that business, um, Amy and I started doing vacation rentals. Um, and then we started opening some bars, we opened up an oyster bar. Um, and then we, we kind of realized that um, not not everyone needs to go zip lining or river rafting, but everyone needs to sleep. Um, you know, so lodging was a little bit more, you know, more effective for us on, on the sales front. And then we, we also realized everyone needs to eat. Um, but then even after that, everyone has vices. So after opening up some bars and, you know, and, uh, connecting people with, with adult beverages, um, started looking at cannabis. I, I was introduced to cannabis, um, as, as a profession about six years ago when the, one of the ex mayors of Arcata, which is kind of in the center of Humboldt County introduced me to a farmer and broker and said, Hey, this guy wants to do a cannabis tourism center. You might be a good, you know, connection to help him out. Very shortly thereafter, we started meeting with some investors in the Bay Area. And before we knew it, Dosis was launched. We had a marketing firm out of the East Coast. Um, they came in as, as a partner and then boom, it exploded. Um, and then the founders started taking each other out. And then I, I resigned. Um, and just as I was resigning, um, uh, Pop and Barkley needed, uh, was launching and needed a, a home for manufacturing. So so we uh, <clears throat> uh, connected with the founder, who's um, Amy's second cousin, um, who dropped a bunch of money in our bank account. And we started, um, we started finding manufacturing spaces and got one of the first licenses in Eureka to do manufacturing for Pop and Barkley. Um, and then kind of speed forward a couple years now to the pandemic. Um, we got so busy with our careers and lives. We either needed to grow our hospitality business because we have a you know, couple, couple hotels and bars and restaurants or we needed to sell it. Um, and we, you know, we wanted to lean into cannabis and hospitality and do it together. Um, Humboldt County is, you know, there's 15,000 cannabis farms in Humboldt County. There's 4,000 wineries in California. So we have almost four times, um, three to four times as many cannabis farms um, as we do wineries. And, you know, the California wine in industry produces 80% of the wine that the nation consumes. Um, but there's only, you know, two to 3,000 licensed cannabis farms in Humboldt. So the rest are traditional market. So, it's, it's interesting that even the hotels in Humboldt County don't um, lean into cannabis. So our mission is to normalize cannabis and hospitality. We're doing that by um, bringing people into our hotels and you can go straight and go to the restaurant, go right to the bar or turn left and, you know, have a consumption experience in the hotels. You know, we've also partnered with Pop and Barkley where we're creating sort of immersive hospitality and cannabis experiences. So you walk in and there's a, 
there's a, a, a gift shop or wellness shop that's unlicensed. So you can get everything from CBD products to wellness products in the, in the very start of the very beginning of the dispensary. You go in and you get that licensed um, experience and you go outside and there's a full food truck and outdoor restaurant. You go a little bit farther back and there's a consumption lounge where you can, where you can consume. Um, and then if you want a medicated activated massage, you can, you know, there's one or two massage therapists that are there every day doing cannabis infused massages or CBD infused massages. You can choose. So, um, so, so you've built heaven. Uh, we, we've built what everyone assume is in Humboldt County. Um, you know, so what's interesting about like hotels in Napa Valley and Sonoma is, you know, you don't walk into the hotel and there's not, you know, there's not pictures of wine all over the place. You walk into the hotel and it's just a normal hotel. It's just in the center of all this cool wine experience and they have wine as well. So we're creating really cool boutique hotel experiences and cool restaurants and, you know, and acknowledging that we're in the center of the cannabis universe with 15,000 farms. So tell me, you know, about, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't describe to you how much I really want to go there right now as, as it snows in upstate New York, but um, what are California social use policies? I mean, when I go to, or when I was able to go to Montreal pre-pandemic, you could buy cannabis, uh, no smoking in the hotels. Uh, you could smoke in public places, you know, so long as you're not in your school. So, so we did a lot of smoking in the parks and in the street. Um, but, but what are California's policies? So let me tell you how New York is doing it right. And then I'll tell you how California has done it wrong. So okay. New York, right off the bat on day one, they decriminalized it. So yes. you can walk down the street in New York, you can Central Park, you can light up and you can smoke. Anywhere that you can legally smoke cigarettes, you can, you can smoke cannabis. Beautiful, simple. They're also expunging people's criminal records. They're, they're really tr trying to do it well. What California did is they didn't figure out consumption. So what that means is um, for people that don't own their own home, there is nowhere for them to legally smoke. You can't smoke in your car can't smoke in public, and you can't smoke in a building that doesn't expressly allow it. So that leaves visitors to Humboldt County in the region that produces more cannabis per you know, square acre than anywhere else in the world. You can legally go into a dispensary and buy it, but then if you ask a police officer or anyone in the state what to do with it, they say, well, smoke it legally. Where can you smoke it legally? In a private residence that you own, that you're allowed to do it. So there's a couple loopholes here. One, the state has said, hey, whatever local jurisdictions say about consumption, you can do. So that's where we're working with Pop and Barkley. We created a consumption lounge, totally legal. We'll give the people the opportunity to consume both edibles, beverages, um, and smoke and smoke cannabis on site, totally legal. Um, we just have to, you know, encourage them to have designated drivers or encourage them to take. Ubers or taxis or something like that. So that, that's what we're doing there. At our hotels, you are we are working it out with the regulators right now. So you're legally allowed to smoke on private property in areas that's not available to the general public. So we're working with that very specific rule to solve it. Right now, you can have cannabis delivered to any hotel in California. Some hotels are encouraging that by putting menus on the bedside tables. Other hotels are not. So we are working within the existing rules and framework to solve it. That said, we're not building a bud and breakfast or cannabis hotel. We're just acknowledging that this is a powerful plant. Um, it's about two thirds of our economy in Humboldt County and there's 15,000 farms. 
So why wouldn't you be leaning into this in the same way that pe- that businesses in Napa and Sonoma has created their their whole world around, around the wine industry? So one of the things that you guys are in the process of doing is is opening these uh, you're opening dispensaries. Um, can you tell me about sort of the challenges? Uh, you know, be t- fr- in opening dispensaries as opposed to the, the model that you have now, the hospitality hospitality model. Yeah. So my job for Pop and Barkley was real estate and compliance. <clears throat> so what I did for the company is I found them real estate. I got building permits. I licensed the real estate for for cannabis activities, and then I that I opened them up. So. Um, as I was starting to exit Pop and Barkley and start to build Humboldt Social or continue to build it and scale it, um, I already had gotten two dispensary licenses for the company. So I approached the company and said, hey, these are underutilized resources. Um, what if I, I utilize these licenses, manage them for you, give you a percentage of sales and turn them on? Here's the ideas, here are the concepts. Eight months later, we had an active agreement, You know, started rolling and so that part was easy, but that's also because that's what I did as my for my job. So, you know, did you know re- renovated buildings, worked with contractors, get got permits, um, and then worked with the different regulatory authorities. So in California, um, you have to get local jurisdiction to approve your cannabis permit first, and then the state will approve it second. So what that means is if anyone wants to do business in California, you find a city or a county that has loose or easy regulations or permits. And there still are cities and counties that you could walk up, pay five to $15,000 and get a permit and then pay money to the state and also get a permit. There's no waiting in line. There's no lotteries. There's other cities where you got to do a lottery. They've limited it. Um, but California is still a place where if you go to these small jurisdictions or small cities or counties, you can still get a license. Um, so for, for us, that part was easy. Um, and in Humboldt County, our, you know, our plan is, is proof of concept this year. So it's, it's, about, it's about making it easy for the cannabis consumer and new cannabis consumer to um, learn about cannabis, buy cannabis, and consume cannabis, whether it's on our properties, adjacent to our properties, or you know, at these dispensaries that we're working on. And then next year is all going to be about scaling and going to other, other locations and, grow, and growing the business. And Amy, you're you're an educator, and, and John just brought up education. How important is that to you uh, to have this element uh, within your model? Oh, so important. I mean, I think we love our canosaurs. You know, we love the folks that are coming to Humboldt explicitly to experience you know, the variety of the cannabis products that we have, the different strains, the different farms, the sun-grown versus indoor. Um, And those are always fun customers to have. But what we've experienced being in partnership with Pop and Barkley um, is that many consumers are super new to cannabis as a whole, right? So um, one of the things that we experienced with Pop and Barkley when John first started working there was we would have these contractors on site right? Doing construction. And these are old humble guys, right? These are old mill workers. These are contractors. These are old loggers. They would never smoke a joint, right? This is not what they're going to do, but they have chronic pain. You know, they've been working, yeah. their bodies have been their tools for so long. And so John is out there with the patches, right? He's like giving them patches. He's giving them cream. And 
then now we have these 56 year old men who would, you know, never be a druggie, right? But they are loving the relief that they're getting. And it's also, um, it's introducing them to like the healing properties and reducing the stigma of cannabis. And so that's a huge, that's definitely a market for us. It's folks that are coming, maybe they're, they're just seniors on their RV trip, right? And they're coming through the Redwoods and they're going to stop at a place like Papa and Barkley Social. And it's not this, you know, n- narrow, dark, windowless space um, with huge neon green Buddhas outside. That's clear. That sends the message that this is not for you, right? <laughs> Whereas Papa and Barkley Social is going to be this inv- is an inviting, light filled, warm, beautifully designed space that's for anybody. So I think that's one that's one really powerful piece of education. And I think for me personally, right? I'm, um, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, I'm a professional, and I have been realizing in the last few years that, like, even as a bar owner, alcohol is not really a, a super healthy component of my life, right? I'm getting older. I don't, you know, I have a couple drinks. I wake them up the next morning and I feel it, right? I feel, I see it in my skin. I feel the hangover, you know, I'm moody. John can attest to that in the morning, (laughs) right? So I'm trying to figure out like, okay, well, what is my, how is my lifestyle? How am I still going to find relaxation? How am I going to socialize while also trying to shift the role that alcohol plays? And for me, that's all been about exploring in a different way, my relationship with cannabis. And, you know, when I was younger and I was consuming cannabis, it was like, get as blazed as possible. This is amazing. Right. It was a huge part of my identity. Um, and now that my life is fuller, um, I'm, and I live in cannabis country where I'm actually like an educated consumer. I'm realizing that, you know, micro dosing is amazing, right? Being at the, being at the river here all day with a couple beers is one thing, but being out with like having half a gummy and being on the river is like, in my mind, a pea Humboldt experience, like everyone should have it. And so that's really exciting for me is having folks come in that are, can learn all of the different ways that they can experience cannabis to elevate whatever experiences they're looking for. Are they looking for relaxation? Are they looking to go on an amazing hike and just maybe be more tuned in? Are they looking to get physical relief? Um, are they looking to socialize, right? And um, and teaching them all the different ways that cannabis can be a part of that experience. And so, what yeah. kind of... Uh people are are you seeing most often i mean you know in massachusetts when when i go to a dispensary the predominant age group are you know people my parents age you know in their in their 50s and 60s and uh you know with legalization that occurred just the other day in new york you know the the secretary at my job the administrative assistant you know she said well i think you know i think i'm going to try it now and this is a 62 year old woman you know that that had never you know in our conversations previously had never said hey could i get a gummy you know that she, she knows i've got them in my pocket right um so so what is the you're, you're the, the people that you're seeing, uh, you know, experience uh, your experiences. Yeah. So I would say for us, so we, <laughs> in our branding and, and brainstorming, we created this archetype of Hannah. This is our customer profile, right? This How is interesting. Um, and I will just say um, it's, it's not a lie that Hannah is like loosely based on me, right? John? <laughs> right. 
Um, there, there are a variety of Hannahs and, and you, you, you are one of them. Um, we, we had some consultants stay with us at the beginning of, of COVID and, you know, there, there was also, uh, a, another, I think Jewish social worker that was also named Hannah. So you were, uh, <laughs> who also consumed cannabis. So, um, but yeah, no, you, you should definitely talk more about Hannah. Totally. I want to talk all about, I want to know everything about Hannah. We, Hannah is dope. First of all, <laughs> you want to hang out with Hannah. Um, so Hannah in many ways is, is really inspired by, um, some of the, the customer profiles that we see in our hospitality business, right? So we see, um, that the majority of the folks that are booking our rooms, um, are working professional, are professional women working. They're not necessarily, they could be traveling in in groups. They could be traveling with a, a partner. Um, they could be traveling with their families, but they're really the ones that are driving the the travel vacation planning for their families or their groups, right? Um, they're super media sad, social media savvy. They're in, they know what they're looking for and they rely on social media, but also print media to, to looking, looking for experience that really um, are gonna like efficiently and effectively deliver what they're looking for, right? These are working women, typically I would say age of like, late twenties, all the way up until late fifties. Um, and they don't have a lot of time. Right. And so when they're, even if they're planning a two week road trip, um, they're trying to get like the most out of every day. Right. And these are the folks that are, you know, they've got their tagged, um, posts on Instagram. They've got their Pinterest albums. Um, and they're also, when they're traveling through a region like Humboldt, they're also talking to, um, you know, they're talking to their bartenders and their wait staff and the, even the folks at the grocery stores asking for recommendations. Um, and so those are the folks that come and stay with us over and over again. They're the ones that find us through um, other posts on social media. You know, someone posts a great experience that they have with us and then their friends come and visit. And um, they're very conscious consumers. And so when we looked at that customer-based hospitality, it felt like a really natural segue into um, the cannabis elements of the business, right? These are folks, um, women that um, yes, they're absolutely looking to relax, but they have responsibilities and um, they got a lot that they want to get done in their travels uh, in Humble. And so being able to find, make really specific targeted recommendations of products that can pair well with the travel experiences that they've already planned um, and that can really maximize, I think, um, whatever their goals are in terms of like states Right. But also um, will but also have, you know, nice packaging and um, have a a, a well, well curated social media presence because they're looking for products that aren't just um, fun to consume, but also they're looking for sustainability. They're looking for um, for social responsibility um, and they're looking for cuteness. And. TG. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it, Hannah, Hannah haunts me because uh, as we're building this business, it's all about Hannah. So like, as we were building, like, who's going to be our partner for, for the massage space and what, what amenities do we need to support? And Hannah's fancy and she, and she likes her nice things. So like we had to buy a $40,000 honey wagon bathroom for Hannah, but but I think it's been really important for us because like Hannah is designed 
forward. And I also want to convert Hannah's. So like there's going to be Hannah's that um, are daily smokers or daily consumers of cannabis. There's a lot of them. Um, but there, there's also going to be Hannah's that show up for the massage or show up for an outdoor restaurant because it's on Yelp and or because they did an Uber Eats pickup and they're going to arrive at this location and they're going to be surprised that, oh, they can walk right into this dispensary and where other dispensaries have you know, armed security guards while we have security guards sort of behind the scenes watching the cameras, we also have our staff welcoming Hannah at the, at the front desk offering every Hannah and their plus ones, you know, a warm towel, you know, to enter the space instead of welcoming them with a gun and a badge, we're welcoming them with a warm towel and an inviting environment surrounded by plants and, you know, in a comfortable setting. John, is there also a lot of crossover? I mean, you, you started this sort of outdoor adventure, you know, in that, in that sort of space. Is there a lot of crossover with uh, those those uh, customers or, or those that, that sort of population with uh, your experiences? I mean, I think it is. I mean, I was very much in the adventure industry and business as a lifestyle. Um, I loved being on the rivers. I, you know, I, I loved being up in the redwood trees. <clears throat> and, um, you know, as I got married and as we had kids, I very much recognized that, you know, the lifestyle wasn't the only thing, you know, and creating college funds for our kids and having savings and, and buying a house and all of those other things were also important as lifestyle. So those, those customers very much varied. And some of them were Hannah's with their families. Um, and some of them were Hannah's with their girlfriends, but you know, uh, it was very much a, a shotgun approach to customers for in, in the outdoors. So, um, the customer service is the same. Um, whether you're dealing with a Hannah in the outdoors or, or you're dealing with them, you know, in a hospitality setting, but you know, everyone's got to sleep, everyone's got to eat and everyone has their vices and, and those, uh, those, you know, tend to make a little bit more money and, and, you know, are more sustainable as a business than, than just pure sort of adrenaline or, you know, serene experience in the Redwoods. I have to ask, has anyone shown up for one of your experiences, a massage or something and been like, what cannabis is involved and just took off? So we, we are just launching on 420. So (laughs) while we have had an existing hospitality business for the last eight or nine years, we are just merging it with cannabis this year. So we're just, you know, we're halfway through our fundraising round. So anyone out there that, that loves this uh, idea, um, hit us up. But, um, but we are, you know, we, we've had a lot of people that have been shocked, especially with Poppin Barkley's hero product, their balm, um, you know, cause, cause it's a product that, you know, um, d- doesn't get you high. Um, um, but it's also a product that has a tremendous amount of, um, of efficacious properties where it's both a, a pain reliever and an anti-inflammatory. So giving it to people that have never tried cannabis before, it's, uh, it's, it, it's the perfect sort of first product. Um, and then they can get in tinctures and, you know, and, and pre-rolls and vape pens and sort of, you know, and even beverages now. So we're, you know, we are about to merge and, you know, and, and give this business, um, a, a real, a, a real go starting at 420 at, uh, Papa and Barkley social and, uh, in the old Kmart in, in Eureka in the center of Humboldt County. So you mentioned the, um, 
you you mentioned the beverages and and beverages is is my favorite i think sort of uh uh product uh because i don't drink alcohol really and so you know when i'm with friends and and especially in michigan when i could get you know thc infused root beer I mean, it was fantastic. You know, I could sit around and have feel like I'm having a drink with friends, which hasn't happened for me in a very long time. Um, what, you know, and then you guys also own a bar, right? And, and so what role do you guys think that that beverages or, or what uh, segment of the market do you think beverages are eventually going to uh, be in the cannabis space? Yeah, so beverages are exploding and we are creating our own our own beverage line so we've got a, a sub brand called social nature that we're that we're building it's basically like our house brand for our dispensaries and it'll be the core products that you can get delivered to our you know hotels um but we're we're leaning into beverages because of what you just said, TG is, is it's just that, that focus on the social experience, you know? So what we're trying to build is the social experiences that people have experienced in hospitality and transition it to cannabis. So, you know, at pop and Barkley social, you can get a normal sparkling water. You can get a spiked seltzer, um, or you can get, you know, a CBD based drink like recess, and you could consume any of those three. Um, and you can sit at the outdoor restaurant, or you can sit in the consumption lounge, um, and have that same social experience. But our goal is to is to normalize those experiences. And, you know, basically do exactly what you said you liked of, of having that social experience without having to drink alcohol. And what what it, for for you, Amy? Was, you know, you said that alcohol is is sort of being disengaged from your life, or or you know something of that effect. Uh, you know, what's what's your sort of take on on beverages? I think they're so exciting um, because I think it's an amazing replacement activity, right? So we all know that um, it's not just it's not just like the chemical composition of alcohol that's addictive, right? It's also the ritual of it and like the process. So I think um, it's every, you know, a lot of us who have a relationship with alcohol, it's re- it's uh, it's not just the sensation of drinking, right? Or even the onset of getting buzzed or even drunk. It's like the whole thing, right? It's the social experience or it's the sensation of having like a cold can in your hand or the fizziness and all those things. And I think that, um, CBD and THC activated beverages are just a phenomenal way of replacing so many components of that ritual with something that's healthier. Um, and I think, I also just think like kind of method of delivery wise, the way that, you know, there's so many ways that you can, um, experience high, right? You can just like, when you smoke, it hits real quick. Um, and then often there's us, it, there's also the side effects of like sometimes dry eyes or a dry throat that come with that. And then there's edibles, but then you're waiting around. Right. And some of us have had the experience of having an edible, forgetting about it. And then, you know, <laughs> suddenly you're like, wait, what is happening right now? Right. Um, so I think the, but my experience, and I think the folks that, um, that I know that are regular consumers of, CBD or THC drinks, it's that it's a fairly similar onset process to drinking a beer, right? Or drinking a seltzer. I think that's also a key thing is that owning a bar and seeing the way that seltzers, hard seltzers have taken off and like, is that's such a comparable consumption experience to some of these, you know, the can of beverages. And so I'm really excited to see that 
um, to be able to provide those. And I'm also excited eventually to have more of a mocktail experience um, and, and playing with um, non-THC, non-CBD tinctures, but also some that are, and just really focusing on um, all the therapeutic that properties that come with honestly hydrating, right? Which is what we all should be doing. And you can have that experience and have it taste good and have it feel good um, and not end up uh, drunk or hungover at the end. Is that, is that something that you offer in the consumption lounges is sort of uh, mixed mocktails made with cannabis or, or is that something that, that is being considered widely? You know, are we going to yeah, see so sort of cannabis bars? We we are absolutely going to lean into that on in phase two. So for our launch right now at 420, we we already are doing four big things. You know, so you're coming in and you have a, a non-cannabis retail experience in the front because in California you can't even get you know buy a T-shirt in a dispensary without getting it approved by the state of California. So for us to have an unlicensed space in the front just gives us a lot of flexibility because cannabis um, cannabis dispensaries can't even sell water. Um, they're, they're prohibited by the state. So, so we're sort of working within the rules and construct to have a separate entity in the front of the building that is, that is using a separate point of sale system to sell whatever you want. And then, then you have the traditional dispensary and then the consumption lounge and then the outdoor restaurant and then the massage activity. So our goal at, when we launch is to integrate that experience, normalize it, and then absolutely add on to it. So when when COVID slows down, we're very interested in leaning into events um, when when the world opens back up, um, and um, absolutely building a um, a non alcohol bar and um, and I think people will be pretty excited for that. Um, so, what do you guys think that that your model uh, will be able to teach others interested in incorporating cannabis into their their existing hospitality or tourism business? Um, I, I I hope that um, I hope that people in Humboldt County will continue to lean into cannabis because it is it is surprising how much of a stigma cannabis still is. You know, the, the local visitor bureau doesn't even promote cannabis. I mean, that, that, that's how terrible the stigma still is. Do you so think they will eventually, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, but I mean, do you think that that'll happen eventually? When all of these old fuckers die. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so the, I, the marketing, I, the marketing will change. I think it's going to be too late, right? Like by the time humble is actively marketing, there we're going to be four counties behind, you know, it's Mendocino is going to be there. Santa Barbara is going to be there. Like just, there are just so many more sophisticated, innovative um, marketing concepts coming out. And it's just going to be a real shame for Humboldt to miss out on it because we are so well positioned. We should yeah. be at the forefront and, and we're not. And I think what I've seen here is a really powerful growers association. That's really been putting the pressure on, um, on, on our county and local authorities, like saying, this is what we need. Our products are here. You know, our services are here. We are ready to provide these services. We just need you to put the message out there. And so I think we, like a lot of these other growers, we're doing the messaging ourselves. Like, okay, thank you very much. 
we'd rather our tax dollars not go to you, but they do. And in the meantime, we're just going to create our own budgets for these things. I mean, it's, it does seem just slightly ridiculous. I mean, I know, I know, you know, John, you know, John makes the joke, but I mean, it does seem slightly ridiculous that Humboldt is synonymous with cannabis. I've known about Humboldt County since I was 15 years old, you know, and it's because, you know, I was reading high times and they're talking about humble, you know, branded products then. Um, so, so to, you know, to I take your point very, very well. Um, and, and what role do you guys think that uh, cannabis is going to play in how people just book vacations generally, you know, I mean, you know, just to, for example, I won't vacate. I won't go to any place on vacation that doesn't have legalized cannabis, mm-hmm. not going to. Um, so, so do you, am, am I sort of the, the hard headed, uh, exception or, you know, what do you guys see in, you know, from a hospitality perspective? Well, I, I think that hospitality is going to continue to slowly embrace cannabis. Um, our, our goal for our business is the normalization of it. So at part of the normalization for part of the normalization to work is you need cannabis heavy cannabis forward businesses doing things all around you so for us to be cannabis supportive cannabis embracing and hospitality connected we need the bud and breakfasts we need you know the you know we need the smoke filled bong filled rooms because because there are there are serious cannoisseurs that will only travel and and will sort of create their life around that we we support that. However, our establishments, you know, we're really focusing on Hannah, and and that's who we're building it out towards. So, we hope our sort of next phase in 2022 and beyond is partnering with existing hospitality businesses to bolt on Humboldt Social to that. And mm-hmm. and and that's you know after we prove our concept this year, that's really where we're going to go. So, looking at those legal states or pre legal states to bolt on that infrastructure and show how hospitality and cannabis can, can come together. Yeah. I think if we're doing our job, you know, and, and we're bringing this, this, our vision to fruition, we're not going, we, we will cater to some guests who are, you know, cannacentric in their travel planning, but for many folks, it, it's just going to be part of the experience. That's what integration for us means that you're going to come and part of your, yes, the Humboldt experience is, our rivers, it's our redwoods, it's shopping, it's, um, you know, the local food movement, it's our makers and creative community and getting to meet those folks. It's cannabis, it's wine, it's beer, it's spirits, like it's all those things. And so um, I would, I think I would like to see other, at the very least, hotels using the word cannabis on their websites, that would be a huge win to just acknowledge that it's here and know that they can do that. And that doesn't mean they got to, you know, that um, it doesn't mean that their lobby needs to have cannabis air fresheners in it. So that that's, you know, the forwards, (laughs) what you smell when you first walk in Um, that it's just, it's a part of what we do. I think that some of the stigma around it locally is that there's a lot of folks here who believe that, you know, we need to fight against our reputation and our association with cannabis and that that's limiting for us. Um, I feel like in the last, you know, decade, that's just really been proven to be incorrect um, from a marketing perspective. That's not the move. (laughs) The move is toward it. The move is alongside it, not against it. 
So in the last couple of minutes here, I mean, you both have these very diverse backgrounds and you're both incredibly smart and, but you are in the thick of, you know, building, uh, you know, something that I've never seen done before. Um, so what advice uh, do you guys have for uh, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, in this space? Um, first advice is come visit us. We will share, we, we will share our limited knowledge for free. Um, and, you know, and then secondly, make a plan and start and start going for it because, you know, this, this is the time, um, you know, the, the best ideas are built in, you know, in depressions and at the bottom. Um, so, we're, we're currently in this interesting place with, with COVID and our economy, but also this, this massive explosion of, of cannabis and it's weird hemp thing going on with, with CBD. Um, and, and, you know, we, we personally think that'll go away and, and cannabis will be, you know, hemp and cannabis is the exact same thing. It's just one has less THC and the other one has more THC. Um, so we, we think it'll come around and if you embrace, you know, the, the plant and, and the culture, it'll work. What about you, Amy? What advice would you have for entrepreneurs? Um, so when we first, when we renovated our very first building, um, we had a very, um, <laughs> innovative is a nice way to say it. We had a very innovative vision for what we want to do with the building. Um, it was, we had no construction experience, no design experience. Um, this was our very first purchase. And we had a very um, uh, different idea for what we wanted to do. And we met with lots of reputable, reputable contractors and engineers and talked about what we wanted to do. And in the beginning, I was the one who was meeting all those folks on the job site. I was coming from my full-time job during lunch, my lunch breaks, I was meeting these folks and people would take one look at the space, listen to me for about a minute and often just be like, no, that's not possible. Or, oh, that costs $300,000 or kind of like pat me on the head, like, okay, little girl, goodbye. And I would come home and talk to John about it and be like, yeah, it's just not possible. And John's like, of course it's possible. You know, we just have to find, we just haven't found the right person. Like we just haven't found the right contractor. And he said, you, the goal is to get to the yes. Keep on talking, keep on asking um, until you find the right person who and their answer is going to be yes. And I think that that mantra has served us incredibly well through all of our businesses because it is it is our it is the rule, not the exception that people tell us that our ideas are terrible or that they're going to fail or that they're impossible. Like that's been our experience every single time. And now I'm confident enough that when people say that to me, I'm like, okay, so not with you, right? Like, so you won't be our customer or you're not going to be our contractor as opposed to doubting the integrity or the possibility of our ideas. Um, and I think that that's, if you want to be an innovator, especially in the cannabis space right now, just keep talking, just keep asking questions, keep finding the people and get to the yes. I, that's, I've done this podcast since I think 2016. And that's some, I mean, from some of the best advice that I've, that I've really ever heard. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Um, where can people uh, find out more about Humboldt social and, and, and you guys. 
Yeah, so the, the best place to, so, to start is humble-social.com. Um, and then that has sort of our family of businesses on there. And they could stay with us tomorrow at humblebaysocialclub.com and stay at our current site. And then um, look for Scotia Lodge um, on June 15th. And uh, you can also, if you're driving through Eureka, check out Poppin' Barkley Social at the old Kmart on the, on the way into town. I would love to talk to you about this Kmart if we had time. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I love old repurposed you know buildings. It's 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 really uh, in Burlington, Vermont. They just turned a Macy's into a high school. I mean, it's nice. it's brilliant. Um, so thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, I, I am very excited to see. Uh, how this plays out uh, and and maybe at some point get on a plane and go to Northern California and uh, spend a night in what, what sounds like heaven for somebody like me. Um, that's John O'Connor and Amy Cerencioni O'Connor, founders of Humboldt Social, a California hospitality and wellness brand that is incorporating cannabis into its current business model. Thank you guys again so much for being on the show. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, TG. Yeah. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com on Spotify and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Trim Media House. I've been your host, TG Brandfault. 